So there's a quote and it goes something like this. Fear is the ultimate mind killer. And if you think about it or anything that you have tried to accomplish in your life, you'll quickly realize that the most difficult obstacle to overcome is fear. And you have to continuously condition your mind to push past it. But for most of us, when we start something new or we have a new business, we want to lose weight, we want to start any kind of new venture of any sort. In fact, let's just generalize this down to change. Whenever we want to change something in some way, shape, or form, the biggest barrier to entry, the biggest obstacle is fear. It's what comes up in our mind. It's what stops us from ultimately taking action. Now, it's funny because oftentimes, what we imagine, the fear of change and what we imagine change brings is far worse than the change itself. But we get stuck in this cycle of having to revert back to comfort and our old way of thinking. And so fear becomes that it's almost like a disease of the mind, which stops us from taking action, physically prevents us from taking action. Now, it's interesting because one of the ways to visualize this, and I was thinking about this earlier, about how you could actually visualize cheer, cheer, fear. And if you've ever had any experience um, like trading stocks or trading Forex or trading cryptocurrency or any commodities, you'll see a chart, right? You can open up a chart and you'll see candlestick patterns and you'll see it oscillate, right? You'll see the candles oscillate up and down. So in the trading world, what you'll hear sometime is you'll hear people talk about major support and major resistance. So if you're looking at the time to buy Apple stock, and none of this is financial advice, by the way, I'm just using it as an example because Apple did have their earnings call earlier. If you look at Apple stock, for example, you'll see points on the chart where it moves up and then it reverses and then it moves down and then it moves down and then it reverses and then it moves up. So those amongst the trading community is called, you've got major support and major resistance, right? And it's all just represented in candles. And the reason I bring this up is because all of those candlesticks on a chart represent is human psychology, right? It's just the psychology of buying or selling. But our own life and our own decision-making process can be spelled out in the exact same way. And oftentimes what happens is we oscillate up and down. And we have points in our life where we hit a low, and then we reverse, and then we go up. And then we have points where we hit a high, and then we reverse, and we go down, right? And for a lot of us, like for a lot of us, we have highs that are capped by resistance, major resistance. And that major resistance, though, and when we extrapolate that to us in our life, is change. It's major change, right? It becomes an inflection point in our life where we are creating something new, like we're starting a business, for example. We are committing to run a marathon. We're committing to start 
a new job or apply for a new job or anything major in our life, like a major change in our life. And that typically represents major resistance. And what happens is we end up running up against fear, right? The peak of that chart, so to speak, those candlesticks at the top of the chart where you want to ultimately break through that resistance and keep going is a point that's like a warning point on the chart where you're going to reverse, right? Which is fear takes over and then all of a sudden we start moving in the opposite direction, opposite way. Our momentum is now moving down instead of moving up and fear physically it paralyzes us and it stops us from taking action. And, and that's why they say, there's another quote, fear will kill more people than disease ever will, right? Because metaphorically speaking, fear is the thing that stops us from reaching our dreams, reaching our goals. Because of what, for whatever reason, when we experience fear, what is fear, right? As humans, we have deep fears, right? A lot of humans have the same set of common fears, right? And one of those fears is that we are not enough of some sort, right? We are not good enough. We're not smart enough. We are not tall enough. We are not smart enough. We are not talented enough. Whatever that is, we tend to then extrapolate that into what we're doing. And that is where the fear comes from. It is our fear. We're not enough, right? We don't start a business because the fear will fail. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We don't have enough talent, whatever, whatever it is, we're not enough. That's what fear brings. And it stops us from acting versus when a lot of it is just bullshit, right? It's stuff we tell us, tell ourselves in our mind to talk ourselves out of doing something, to talk ourselves out of something different. And the irony of this is that deep down, the greater it is we believe the change is, or the bigger the accomplishment, the thing that we want to accomplish, the greater the resistance that comes with it, the greater the fear that comes with that. And so that's why the most difficult part about overcoming fear when we want to accomplish something great is the greater the thing we want to accomplish, the greater the fear that comes with it. There's no getting around it, right? And that's why sometimes if we have little fears, it's easy for us to get over those fears and just start acting. We just break through it. But when those fears get bigger and or those goals get bigger or those dreams get bigger, there then becomes a greater amount or a dose of fear that we have to learn to overcome. So in order to get, in order to get comfortable overcoming these things and in order to get comfortable acting through fear, like I've said before, there's no one, there's no one surefire way or there's no one magic pill that you can just take or do to get rid of fear. But the best way to handle this and the best way to go about it is to realize that the fastest way to overcome fear and to minimize fear is to take action, right? The way you shrink fear is to take fate, uh, is to take action in the face of it, right? The longer we pause or we freeze because of the fear, the greater the fear becomes. The more and more that we commit to taking action, even though we are fearful, the smaller that fear gets, right? So when we do experience fear, we have to then say, you know what, I have to commit to taking action. And one of the hacks to doing this is 
this question that I like to ask myself, what is the next simplest impossible to fail step I can take to get one step closer to my goal? So break down what you want to do into smaller chunks, break them down into micro chunks, into things that you can commit to doing, right? If you want to go to the gym and start building muscle, for example, losing weight and get in shape, but you're afraid to go to the gym because I'm going to be stupid lifting the weights. I've never lifted weights before. I'm going to look stupid. People are going to laugh at me, whatever. Instead of looking at that as one big whole thing and getting overwhelmed, tell yourself, what is the next simplest impossible to fail step that I need to take to get closer to that goal? And you know what the first step is? It is putting on your shoes, put on your left shoe, put on your right shoe, right? Which is tie the shoe, put on the shoe, tie the shoe, grab your car keys, grab your water bottle, get in the car and go, right? Those are little steps. And those little steps they reduce the fear. Believe it or not, this is actually, this is actually, they've done studies on this, right? In fear, which is action. And there's actually a really great book on this. If you're interested, it's called the Kaizen Way, K-A-I-Z-E-N. And the whole premise of the book is that, which is if you feel like tasks are too monumentally difficult for you, or you believe you're going to fail, break them down into smaller chunks, break them down into smaller tasks and commit to taking micro actions. The micro actions are what lead to the bigger actions over time. And we trick our brain in that fear is largest before we start moving. But then once we start moving, where the fear starts to get diminished, right? Action is the antidote to the poison that fear causes. And that if we can act in a way, if we can find actions within the face of fear, we can start to diminish it, right? So you have to look at whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And even if the end goal is daunting or it makes you scared because you're afraid you might not be able to do it or you're not, you don't have 100% self-confidence, the way you build the confidence is within that action or within that goal that you're trying, look for micro actions that you can take that you're not afraid of. So look for micro actions within the larger goal, which don't scare you. So that way you can get started on those. So that way, even if the big overall change or action scares you, there's still non-scary, so to speak, or actions within that bigger goal that don't scare you, which you can then start moving on. And then when you start moving on those things, that kind of becomes like proof, so to speak, that you can do it and you can do this and it's not so bad et cetera, et cetera. And then before you have a chance to talk yourself out, you're already moving, right? You're already there. And that's why, like, for example, I like to do cold plunges and I love wintertime here in Vegas because it gets real cold and I'm up in the mountains and my swimming pool gets really cold, right? The water, the last I checked was I have an app that controls the temperature of the water and it tells me the temperature and it says, actually, I can just open it up real quick. Last I checked, it was 39 degrees, the water temperature, right, in my pool. And one of the things that I've tried is, and if you've tried getting into cold water before, you realize, okay, if I just try to, if I just try to dip one foot in and only get in the water, it never happens because it's just too cold and you talk yourself out of it. So you just have to jump in and kind of shock yourself. But the essence of there are times where I don't want to jump in that pool. What do I do? I don't, 
I can just sit on the couch and tell myself that, yeah, I'm afraid to jump in the pool. But the reality is, even if I don't want to jump in the pool, I trick myself with micro actions. And I tell myself, okay, even if I don't feel like jumping in the pool, it's cold outside, it's freezing, I am going to get up, put on my bathing suit, because I know that if I put on my bathing suit, that I'm going to have to go in that pool. So I'm going to put on my bathing suit and I'm going to grab my sandals and I'm going to go outside. And that is my hack. It's one hack. It's taking micro actions, which is I know that no matter how many times I jump in the pool, there's some resistance when it's cold, right? There's a resistance to cold water because it's uncomfortable. That fear of jumping in the water, I overcome it by looking for the micro actions within the larger action that I'm not afraid of, right? I'm not afraid to put on my bathing suit. So I can go easily put on my bathing suit. And then once my bathing suit's on, I already know that my bathing suit's on, I'm jumping in the pool, right? At that, at that point, it's more work to change back into my regular clothes than it is to jump in the pool and do it, right? So that taking that micro action diminishes the fear that I have of jumping in the water, right? But if I just sit there and don't act then I'll procrastinate, right? I'll sit on the couch and I'll think about it and I'll say, I'll go in the pool in a little bit in 10 minutes and 20 minutes, I'll go do that. And then but you never do it because you talk yourself out of it because it's uncomfortable. Or it's the same thing if you're going for a run, right? If you're committing to go running. How many times have you guys been in this situation where you tell yourself, all right, at 4.30, I'm gonna run. You're sitting on the couch, 4.30 rolls around and then you're like, ah, I'll go at five. Five rolls around and you're like, you know what? I'll go at six. You procrastinate a little bit more than at six o'clock. You say, you know what? I'm going to eat dinner and then I'll go in an hour. I'll eat a light dinner and go in an hour at seven. And then eight o'clock comes. And before you know it, you keep procrastinating and you keep talking your way out of it because of the fear of getting started, right? Or even the procrastination or the resistance. So how you get around it is to very simply then just say, you know what? I said I was going to run at 430. So what do I need to do? I'm just going to put on my shoes. Let me change, put on my outfit, put on my left shoe, tie it, put on my right shoe, tie it, and let me go stand by the door. Now, at that point, you're closer to start running than you are laying on the couch, right? And you're now a lot more likely to go running because you've taken the the micro actions where you aren't experiencing any resistance around, right? That's the essence of today's show. Think about the micro actions, right? Even if the big action scares you, and the big action creates a lot of fear and resistance. The hack is to find the micro actions within the larger action that you're not afraid of and then start doing those. Because if you start doing those, you trick your body into getting the ball rolling and then the fear for the overall thing you're trying to accomplish diminishes. So that's all I've got for you on today's show. If you learned something here from today, if you got some kind of hack to help overcome the fear, whatever it is you're trying to do, please do tag me on Instagram at Brian Aganod and share it. Share it in a story. That way I can see it. And that also, I'll comment on it. And that also helps me know that you're watching and you're paying attention. And it also just helps to get the word out for this show. This show isn't hosted by any major media company. It's just done by me. So word of mouth and sharing and getting it out there is one of the fastest ways to help me help the show grow and in turn, help get this show into the eyes and ears and as many people as possible. All right. And then also, as always, take some time to please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I would also greatly appreciate that. That's all I've got for you. Have a good, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good rest of your day.